Welcome back to A Secret Life of Stories. This is a podcast where two friends in the Pacific Northwest um, look to flex their creative game. My name is Alice, and I'm a concept artist. My name is Michaela, and I'm a writer. And I totally just completely spaced on our intro, so if there's something missing in our intro, I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what have you been up to today, Kayla, or this week, or... <laughs> this last two weeks or what have you just tell me about your life <laughs> tell me everything that was the most beautiful intro we've ever had <laughs> bravo thank bravo. you thank you <laughs> there will be no encores today you'll have to wait until the next episode for an encore <laughs> oh man um i'm good i uh had a really long week this week it was really fulfilling week but it was um a lot i trained um, 13 agents to uh, take like my team's call type uh, temporarily. Um, so I basically just had to like train them on a completely new position um, over a conference call and Skype screen sharing, which is like the worst (laughs) it was the worst it was just like it's it's a difficult way to train people I did it once before I trained two new associates on um, they were being permanently moved into my position so I was able to train them but it was just two people so it was like the most laid-back like easiest experience because I was just I would just go over the material and then I could check in you know individually and they'll be like yep I understand or nope I have a question we'd like address the question Mm -hmm. and we move on it was so easy yeah yeah. And also it was just two of them and it was just so relaxed that like it was kind of just like let's figure it out along the way together and it's perfectly fine. Whereas like yeah. with 13 people you have to be able to, you know, be a leader, be a teacher and like rein in the classroom. Um mm-hmm. which when there's like so much information to go over and also there are people that were basically voluntold that they were going to be doing this. Um Yeah. So there was a- It's kind of hard for them to Yeah, they're a little worried, they're a little hesitant, you know, to begin with, so, like, trying to not not only just, like, train them, but make them feel, like, reassured and comfortable, um, make them feel like they can do it without even, like, hearing call examples, because there's, like, no way with my system to allow me to do that. Yeah, it was, excuse me, um, it was a long week. It was, like I said, super fulfilling, like, by the end of it, a lot of them were just like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, way easier than I thought it was going to be. Or they were at least confident that, like, given they a couple of it. days, they'll, they'll you know, really settle into it. So uh, mm-hmm. it was definitely rewarding. But it was also just like by the end of every single day, I was just so exhausted. I was done. Yeah. And uh, I've talked to you about this, but I'm still waiting to hear about um, I applied for a management position. I did four interviews. Four. <laughs> not one, not two, not three, but four. four. We went past three, straight to four. Yeah. Like a ridiculous amount of interviews. And um, <laughs> I'm still, like, a month later waiting to hear. Not a month later. So, like, overall the process has been, like, a month. <laughs> Let me be clear. I didn't, like, do my fourth interview a month ago and still haven't heard about it. Um, <laughs> but, like, I applied, like, a month ago and, like, a month from today, basically, and um, started the interview process, like, a week after that and have been doing the interview process since then, 
finally had my last interview on Monday and still I'm waiting to hear back about the position and I'm just like yeah I feel really good about it I feel really positive about it but I'm just so impatient right now (laughs) I'm like I've waited long enough can somebody just please tell me what's going on (laughs) yes Um, please just tell me I need to know uh, yeah I just like do can I celebrate can I like Learn Can I, do I need to go out and buy a tub of ice cream? Yeah. Because I'm going to be sad. Like, you, I mean, a tub of ice cream is good either way for a celebration or a sadness. So I say go get it now. Um, not that you were asking if you should get ice cream, but I'm answering that question already. That's always a question. You. Let's be real. The, do not or to, to do ice cream. That is always the question. Um, yes. <laughs> no, but I was just like, I mean, like, I want to know, do I pick up a bottle of wine? And get hella wasted and celebrate with like Chris and you know whoever else wants to sh- celebrate with me, or do I like I don't know like continue to try and just do what I was doing before, which was working <laughs> towards the position to begin with. It's look here's the thing, you're gonna need the ice cream and the wine regardless, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I say just go ahead and get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I probably just and then consume it way too early because they're gonna take forever to get back to you, and you're like, "Well, I've waited like uh, several days now, and it's just been sitting there, and I don't want the wine to go, you know, bad or you know, whatever. And it needs a friend, so the ice cream obviously has to be consumed too. So then you'll have like two servings of wine and ice cream because you'll have eaten the first one earlier than they gotten back to you because they take forever. Yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's going to be this whole process. So. Um, okay, but this is my <laughs> question because Chris and I ask this like constantly and this might sound like the world's dumbest question but like honestly it comes up in my household quite a lot. <laughs> Does wine go bad? <laughs> so unopened? No. But once when you've opened it it can go a little stale slash flat uh-huh. um and lose some of its flavor that makes sense um red wine less so than white um red wine lasts a little bit longer after it's been opened than white wine does mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> sorry but i don't know if it goes bad in the sense of like moldy bread bad i just think i don't know about that i think it goes bad in like the sense of a can of beer goes bad after you leave it out overnight you know kind of thing Ew. But wine can last a little longer because it's better. <laughs> I'm like thinking of drinking a, a, a thing of beer that's been out overnight, and that sounds horrible. That's like right. That's like top notch hair of the dog right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's all gross and warm Ew. and flat. Ew. And I yeah. have a, like an acquired taste for beer, but I'm still not 100 percent there yet already. So the thought of yeah. like leftover night beer. and it's always like not the good beer either yeah (laughs) it's always just some kind of shitty beer that's been left out overnight and you're like look (laughs) i understand it wasn't great but you could have at least dumped it out or finished it like a like a real person and not been a coward about this okay so goddamn savages oh man yeah. I say, as the person who typically has leftover overnight beer, because I can't finish beer. <laughs> um, but... Sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to make noises that you don't like. I'm just trying to drink my coffee. <laughs> You're fine. But speaking of beer, though, oh, no. um, my partner's dad brews beer, oh, yeah, yeah. and he actually brews some pretty good beer. Yeah. I have... 
I have consumed more beer being here than I have this entire year. Like, wow. <laughs> I and probably last year too, if I'm being honest. Like, I've just drank more beer since moving here and staying with them than I that I have ever. But he made this like nice huckleberry beer that's just Ooh. like mm, so good. And then we we got through all of it last week and it made me sad. But that's finally good. Fine. Dude, huckleberry anything? Oh. Yeah, if you ever huckleberry's wanna, like, great. You know. Send me some of that beer because I don't want some of my <laughs> Well, we drank through all of it, so I can't send anybody anything. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Unless if he brews another batch, which he's kind of playing around with the idea, but I don't know. We'll see what he does. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. That's like pretty, it's pretty, pretty awesome. cool use of your time. Just brewing beers. Yeah, and he, like, wins some pretty, like, he, like, places and beer competitions, too, and, like, does really well and um he also learned how to barbecue before he learned the beer thing so like oh yes dude <laughs> homemade beer and good barbecue, barbecue and good yeah. beer yeah combine that yeah. shit that's like mm. yeah it's pretty awesome dude i will say like one of my favorite things to do is just like if chris and i have alcohol in the fridge or like with us it's just like a random night just like getting blasted with Chris and just hanging out it's always a good time that's funny and it's just like the two of us and it's not like we're like partying we're just chilling together you know we're just like spending yeah. time together we just get a little extra silly because we've had a few a few glasses of wine or something and we just have it's mm -hmm. always fun last night we played a rocket league together just like for a little nice. while <laughs> um Dude, nice. And drink like a big glass of wine together. It was great. Such a fun night. That's awesome. Use of our time. So you've been drinking beer lately. Have you been doing anything I else lately? Of no. Um No, I'm gonna start an online class here in a little bit, but I don't know what that's gonna end up being like. Should be good. Um the neighbors next door have been building something, so there's machinery going on. So if you hear that what? I apologize. What are they building? Um According to my partner's dad, and we always have to take what he says with a grain of salt, um, but he says that they are building like a dirt bike track for their kid, and then they're going to build their house, Wait. I guess. I don't know. Wait, they're going to build though. their kid's house, or they're going to build like a house for them? No, like they're going to build their own house. Like they're going to, like these people just recently bought this property, oh, I guess, okay. and... So they're building a dirt bike track, and then they're going to build their house. I don't know for sure, honestly. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I want to be the spoiled kid that gets a whole dirt bike path like track built for them. I want to be that kid. Right? I want to go back to being right? a kid and then be that kid. <laughs> I don't even dirt bike. I don't even dirt bike, but I, I want to be that kid. Like, I mean, give it to me. But like... To have it just completely, like, you want a dirt bike path? We're going to custom make you one. Like, that's just, what a life to live. <laughs> right? Oh, man. But the, those kids were so bored by the end of yesterday. Because they were working on it all day yesterday. And they're working at it again today. And I imagine it's going to be all day today, too. Are the and family so, like, that, like, bought the property, are they doing all the work themselves? Or are they having it? I 
made. I think so, wow. because there were kids with them, and the kids were, like, riding in the machinery with them, and then they were bored on the hill towards <laughs> the evening. So, yeah. <laughs> I think they're doing it themselves. That's pretty impressive. It's gonna be more impressive if they build, build their, like, not only, like, the dirt back path themselves, but if they build, like, a whole house themselves. That's gonna be... Well, this town's very, like... I feel like there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers, because it's kind of a farm town. Yeah. So... I wouldn't be surprised. That's what um, my partner's parents want to do, is build their own house eventually on this property. Didn't they kind of? So we'll see. Or huh? Have they just like built extensions of the house that's already there? So with the house that's already here, they've renovated it pretty much yeah. to make it more suitable for living. Um, it was, it's got really wonky architecture because huh. it's a farmhouse. Okay, yeah. And so, you know... In the instance that they needed to be expanded, the farmer would just build on the house and kind of use whatever was around. So it's got Ooh. these weird, like, mismatched extensions. Once when you, like, take down the walls and stuff and you kind of actually look at the building. But huh. they've done a really good job renovating it so far. But they don't... It's not, like, their ideal home. Um, so either they're going to push through and make it into their ideal home, potentially, ex you know, extend the house some more, or they're going to just level out an area on their property and build their dream house on that part of the property while potentially renting out the one that they've renovated. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, either way, that's dope. Yeah. I mean, that was cool, the farmer. That's kind of funny. So, like, what kind of, was it, like, a, just a classic, like, square house, or was it, like, an A-frame, um, and then they built the extensions um, on it, or was it, like, just, was it, like, an actual, like, it, barn house? Because those ones are cool. It looks like just a square house, I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like just a random like little square house, but you can s see where they've made extensions on the house because there will be these random kind of like areas in the house that don't match the other parts <laughs> of the house. And you all can also see that they built the second floor themselves because the staircase is just like, kind of the parts that are really awkward you know that the farmer kind of did himself yeah <laughs> it's basically what it boils down to um and so the you can see where the foundation is kind of based along the basement and you can and so as a result you can kind of tell that the front part of the house was extended um at one point because it goes past the basement and a little bit past oh. the foundation the original yeah. foundation I guess I don't know I'm just kind of parroting what I think I've heard so I could be misremembering <laughs> a lot of these details um, but kind of just like stuff like that or when they first moved in there was just this wall between the living room and the kitchen and there was this kind of weird doorway thing and so that kind of seemed like a weird extension and then in the kitchen they have their pantry mm -hmm. but the pantry like goes Form, it, it, it's in the corner and then there's this L-shaped space where the pantry is because they had to get to like the plumbing or electrical behind one of the walls in the kitchen and so they just wrapped the pantry around that and there's this like <laughs> boarded up part where a door to the outside might have led and just there's just weird stuff like that 
in this like all around in this house as soon as you say something so boarded up like... immediately i'm going that's a haunted house <laughs> <laughs> well like it's against the outside wall yeah. so there's no like mystery room or anything it's just like maybe this door led somewhere i think i asked that and the answer was no it was actually this other thing that i don't remember anymore but anyway yeah it's just a lot of kind of weird quirky things yeah. like that that's kind of cool though i mean that's a house with like history and character that's dope yeah it's definitely got character <laughs> <laughs> i don't know much about the history though i don't know how long that house has been on the property or anything like that that's fair um it's like, but yeah oh my gosh okay you know what has been my obsession like the last couple of days what watching the like um architectural digest when they just like go into like a celebrity's house so they can just like see how they've um like decorated or like what kind of house they bought I've been watching mm-hmm. the shit out of those, but the one that, like, I cannot get over is uh, Tan France from Kawaii. Um They did a tour of his and his husband's house, and mm-hmm. it, I can't remember where it was, but his house was built in 1902. Dang. Dude, I was like that holy shit that's an old house like <laughs> but it's just so cool looking because like it's so old like they have like, this like really unique like archway shape everywhere and like um they have like these like original light fixtures and so like they kept like the original bones of it but then they you know like uh-huh. updated everything um except yeah. for they kept this like vintage mid-century modern feel throughout the whole house and then it kind Mm -hmm. of still wraps in with like original architecture and design from 1902 it's the the weirdest but coolest decorators house and then like the part that was just i lost my shit was (laughs) so tan france is the uh clothing excuse me like the design um clothing expert for queer eye he's like obviously really into clothes has a shit ton of clothes he's like let me show you my closet and goes into the basement and they turned the whole basement (laughs) into a just a a room that's a closet but it was like that's amazing it was (laughs) like on one side on the side around the stairs like on the sides there was just these low shelves that were just shoes just i mean probably a thousand pairs of shoes that this guy has and then um it's all like like the the railing for the staircase was that like twisted like black wrought iron and then mm-hmm. all of the um shelving is this like deep chocolatey brown gray color and then they have this mm-hmm. wallpaper paper on all the walls that you can see and it's this like striped black and green and it's just like it was the coolest like everything's like this deep, what i think like, is homey comfortable color but it's like really like new and also like old looking Mm. and then they have like one wall that's a mirror and somehow it's still like even though everything's really dark it's still like so well lit because there's this giant window because they're in the the attic um i think i said basement before they're in the attic so like they have Mm. the it goes the whole span of the house so they have the one really big window on the side and they have the other really big window on the other side so it's a really deep dark room and it's so fucking Mm. cool looking and there's just clothing space everywhere i mean just like giant racks of like shelves and clothing and still it's just so well lit it's gorgeous and then that's insane to top it he was like so obviously i've run into like a storage issue up here already so (laughs) 
we're actually going to turn the whole basement into the closet instead. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I think like what they're going to do is going to have like a, an attic closet for his husband who doesn't even have that much, many clothes. So I'm like, so I guess maybe just turn it into an office space at that point. Like, I don't know what you would do with it. Yeah. Um, office closet space. Yeah. And then he's going to have like a whole basement that is just his closet. And then he's like, and then you can joke that his husband's coming out of the closet every time he gets out of the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, truly, <laughs> really, you can't. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, and then he was talking about how so like you walk into like a basement space, and turn to the left, and there's these like two smaller rooms that are like. Like, one door right here, and then, like, two feet away is another door. And they're, like, these two mm-hmm. smaller rooms that are, like, an offshoot to the basement. So he was talking about how they're just going to have that removed. And it's going to be, like, one area that you walk into, and it's going to be, like, a really wide area. And it's just going to have clothes hanging on either side of it. And then he's like, and then I'm going to get a bed put down here. Because I just want to be able to sleep and luxuriate among my clothes. And just, like, hang out down here. And he's like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> too much that's too much <laughs> it is too much but then to top it off he was like oh what did he say he was like um and then he's like my husband uh refuses to sleep downstairs in our closet and move our bedroom down here which is fine if he ends up divorcing me you know i'll choose my clothes over my husband that's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was so funny i was like that's a i mean that's a feeling right there <laughs> that's a vibe <laughs> That's just so much. I can't even. I mean, I can't even. I wish I had that much passion about something, I guess. Like, I just. <laughs> I mean, you do, but, like, how do you make a whole room that's just, like, your art? You know what I mean? Like. I don't want to sleep amongst portraits of art that I've done. <laughs> like, I don't want a wall of all of my art and to sleep in a room that's just got all of my art hang- hung up. I don't want that. Okay, so funny, it makes me think about, because, like, um, first of all, it's, like, I think when you're an artist, you you create to give it away, um, which is so, okay, this makes me think. There's actually this quote that Chris and I have framed in our office um, that he's had for a really long time, um, and it's from mm-hmm. Pablo Picasso, and it's, uh, the meaning of life is to find your gift, the purpose of life is to give it away, which I think is, like, mm-hmm. so intuitive of, like, creative people. Um <laughs> So, like, Tan, his husband is an artist, so he was talking about um, how he has, like, some really specific art pieces around the uh, apartment because he likes the way it looks, but also they're kind of, like, art deco-y styled. Even though they're very, mm-hmm. like, modern pieces, they have this kind of, like, art deco yeah, feel Yeah, they have them. that. Yeah. So they fit really well in the house that he decorated. Like, they were just gorgeous pieces that worked really well. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> He also had what he called his Instagram bathroom, which had this, like, claw-fit tub. And he's like, oh, I hate taking baths, but I'll come in here, like, once every six months or so just to feel like the room has some sort of purpose to it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's – Jesus, that's a life to live. That's a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, Um, my gosh. For one, that's just, like, that's so much money. You should – like, why do you have a bathtub that you don't even want to use? But – Here's the thing. I change change my stance. I feel that way about having – just like bathing or soaking in nice hot water i would love to have a i know i've made it if i have an amazing bathroom is pretty much what it is is if i just have this bathtub that i want to be in all the time and i have all the bath things because 
Oh my gosh. I want all of it. <laughs> you, I want it all. A good bath. I mean, you can't get past a good bath. I think he like he, You can't. The, the fact that he was like, I don't really like taking baths. I'm like, you're crazy. If I had that bathroom, holy fuck, I would use the shit out of that bathroom. Um, right? But what I was getting at is, so his husband is an artist. And so he was talking about how like he has this like one specific lady's art pieces everywhere. And then he has a lot of his husband's artwork. Artwork, And he's like, he doesn't like, he was talking about how his husband doesn't like keeping his artwork around, but like, he'll allow mm-hmm. Tan to keep the pieces that he like really falls in love with. Um, uh-huh. And then Tan's like, but then we get in arguments <laughs> because then he gets sick of seeing it and then wants to sell it. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, <laughs> I think that any artist would kind of be like, hmm. Maybe not. I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like Tan is like Please among his clothes, just like yes. And his husband's like, no, give it all away. <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Which I was just like, that's such. I think that's such like a creative person's type of attitude of just like. Yeah, I don't know. Cause like if I were to. Well, you know... it's cause <laughs> when you make the art piece yourself you see all the flaws in it mm-hmm. and you see all the ways you can make it better and so to just have this constant reminder <laughs> of how much better you can make your artwork <laughs> is just the worst thing ever I hate this is why I don't hang any of my stuff because I hate looking at it for that long <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> um yeah no like for sure because like um Chris has these two um, plain air paintings that he's done that are in our office space and he always is trying to find like an excuse to get rid of them like I'll get them off the wall so that we can put something else up but I know that he yeah. doesn't actually care about having anything else up he just doesn't want to look at the paintings anymore but I fucking yeah. love them and I'm like fuck you they're gonna just stay up <laughs> see that's where Chris needs to just go to a comic con and buy a bunch of prints so that way yeah. he can replace all of his artwork pieces with cool prints and then be like oh no it really sucks that we don't have room <laughs> for all of these things I guess I'll just have to take all of my stuff down <laughs> so we can show all this other stuff that we paid for yep exactly <laughs> no that's exactly what he's gonna be like and it's so funny because I'm like actually here soon if I do get the manager position I'm probably going to be like redecorating the office to kind of make it more of like an organized space for me Uh um, in order to do that position so he might win actually here soon (laughs) but until then I'm like no they're saying no (laughs) Um, (laughs) that and yeah we do want to definitely get some art prints going he's just very um, because he looks at art prints all of the time and he can never decide like what he actually wants to get is the problem. All of it. Yeah, but like that's like <laughs> happen all at once. So you can never like pick which of the things that he's like most passionate about getting. So he just never gets anything at all. <laughs> well, just tell him to make a. Here's where you come in. Mm-hmm. He gets to pick the ones that he likes. Then you narrow it down to like three choices. And then he can pick one from the three, or he can pick two from the three, and then you pick the final one after that. And then, there you go. Um, So what we do on uh, this podcast here, other than just talk about random shit, um, is we pick an online... Oh, I totally forgot about that part. That's... Um, we pick an online story prompt and, uh, well, we randomly pick an online story prompt and we create a story outline based 
on that loose idea that we pull up online. Um, so what I am at right now is the same uh, prompt list that we utilized last, not last week, but the week before that episode. Last time. Last episode. Um, and it is blog.readsy.com, creative writing prompts. It's like a re- weekly prompt list that they have came up with. Um, it has a list of 874 prompts, which is why we're just going to go ahead and reutilize this list because hopefully we're not that unlucky that we just get the same exact prompt again. Um, <laughs> and if we do, we're going to redo re-roll it. the dice because that's, no, yeah, exactly. we're not going to use the same exact prompt. We're also not utilizing dice. We're going to utilize good old Siri. Um, so Good old fashioned Siri. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that tool that everyone's had since the beginning of time. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so we have 13 genre options. So we're going to say, hey, Siri, choose a random number between 1 and 13. A random number between 1 and 13 is 6. Oh, we have uh, four kids. So we're going to do a kid story this week. Ooh, we haven't done one of those. We haven't done one of those. I don't think I've ever written a story specifically for kids. I've definitely written towards, like, the teen genre, but never, like, a kid story. It's really interesting. Okay, yeah. so now there are 38 prompts within that genre. So, hey, Siri, pick a random number between 1 and 38. A random number between 1 and 38 is 33. 33. Let me go ahead and search real quick for 33, which will be 5. What if it's something super morbid, though? Like like we did, like, a Coraline-esque? <laughs> what, if, what if it was zombie apocalypse or something? Yeah. Or the children's zombie apocalypse. Book. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so our number 33 is, wait, so there's 38, so minus 5. Um, is write a story about a person who is only one inch tall. We could make this extremely morbid. (laughs) Wanted to. (laughs) I feel like this story has definitely been done before, but like. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, they're always... I mean, have you not seen Stuart Little? Might not have been a person, but, you know. <laughs> oh, um, I there's about also... Because so <laughs> it, it was okay. It wasn't amazing. It was so cute. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. He was, um, he was adorable. It was... Okay, and there is, um like, a Japanese folklore, I think, called Momotaro, where it's um about... Um, this boy who was born from a peach to his parents who wanted to have a child but they couldn't and so they pray to the gods and the gods are like have this peach child and so he popped out of a peach and was super small his whole life but he still wanted to go out and make his way in the world and be a hero and he did just that pretty much that's so cute at the end of the story he gets to be like normal person height though due to a magic hammer but yeah interesting um I always so that made me think of James and the Giant Peach. I wonder if that uh, what at all was inspired by that. 
I mean, it might have had some influences. Because um, it's, I don't know. It's a pretty well-known folklore in Japan, anyway. Yeah, that's cool. So. Um, also, isn't there, like, a, the secret world of Ari Eddie? Isn't that, like, a studio? Oh, yeah. One? And she's um, only a couple inches tall, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Secret Life of Arietti. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. It is a yeah, it is a uh, Studio Ghibli one. Um, the director was uh, Hiromasa Yonebayashi. Um, so not our well-known Studio Ghibli director, but a different one i still this one i have that i'm sure is also well known but not like as common of a name as miyazaki right. is here in the u.s anyway <laughs> yeah at least in the u.s um who knows otherwise but um no i think that uh that's one that i have like wanted to watch and i just never have gotten around to watching it but i think it's on hbo now um, so i probably you should watch I it i should watch it um I'm surprised it's on HBO. HBO actually now has like a huge collection of Studio Ghibli movies. Interesting. Because for a while, Disney had the distributor rights in the US. So I wonder if that ran out and then they went with HBO it, instead. It's got to be that. Because yeah, now they have like a like a full, they added like a full category of just Studio Ghibli. Dang. Yeah, pretty That's awesome. cool. They have Princess Mononoke on there and I really want to rewatch that one because I love Oh yes. Um the uh Okay. The story that this actually made me think of is that when I was in elementary school, um, one of the like book series that got me really interested in reading, uh, that I still remember like little like brain scenes, like images <laughs> from it is um was a book about and I can't ever remember the name of it, but it, it was a book about a fam excuse me, a family um that was all like you know, like a couple inches tall at most. Um, and they lived mm. in the walls of this, like, other families that was, like, normal-sized. They lived in the walls uh -huh. of their house. Um, so they, like, their their biggest, their, like, sworn enemy was the house cat. <laughs> um, uh, that they always had to, like, run away from oh. or figure out different ways to, like, keep it away. You sure it's not the borrowers? It might have been. I Dude, I honestly, like, I only remember, and then I think that they made, like, an animated series, but I remember, like, the book series um, more than anything. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. It was so long. It was, like, legit, like, okay. elementary school days, like, some of my first. Because, so, um, The Borrowers is a book written by, um, it says here, Mary Norton um, and Beth Crush did illustration along with Joe Crush. But um, I think this is also the book that Arietti is based off of. Because I think it, the actual title is The Borrow Arietti or The Secret Life of Arietti. Okay. Um, but that's also the name of one of the characters in the book. So I bet you it's an adaptation of that book. I bet it is. Because, um, I mean, that, the image that you just sent me of it that definitely looks familiar. Yeah, I don't know. Though, because it was just so long ago. But it's, it was, like, seriously yeah. one of the book series that, like, first really sparked my interest in reading. Because it was one of those, like, kind of your introductory chapter books, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah. like, really, like, one of the first times going from reading, like, standard kids' books to, like, actual chapter books. 
Yeah, um, and this is a series too. There's a series that you can you can buy the complete collection of the Barrers too. You know, one day I probably will buy the whole collection. Like when I have kids, I'll probably do that. <laughs> I've always thought about like what when I have kids, like man, I'm gonna be really sad if my kids don't want like to read. But like, <laughs> I've always thought like okay, like what book series, like what books do I have to make sure that like I share that experience with my kids and like what series do I have to have for them so like I already own um the uh Song of the Wanderer which was a Bruce Colville book series um which is 100% I'm gonna force them to try to read (laughs) um (laughs) if they don't like it they don't have to finish it but they're good damn well then start it um because yeah I mean just there's some books that I will never, ever, ever, ever forget like how much they pushed me to read and to love reading. Like the Barlers. I just, it, I still have images of that book, which is crazy because it was elementary yeah. that I read that. Yeah. Anyway, but it would be kind of cool to do something like that, but kind of, and I mean, it's it's October, man. It's fall time. It's Halloween time. You know, <laughs> we went dark with it. What if it's somebody who lives in like a little pumpkin? <gasps> it could be a fairy person too. That'd be a good children's book thing. Yeah. I like that. Lives in a pumpkin. And then their pumpkin gets picked to be carved. So I guess like... Or maybe, um... They're trying, they lived in a pumpkin, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's from last year. So it's, it's not holding up as well. Yeah. And so they have to find a new pumpkin to live in and they need somebody to help carve their home? (gasps) Question mark? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Cause I mean like pumpkins last a while but they definitely like get real. they don't last a year no but it's don't. okay this is <laughs> <laughs> but they we can stretch this i love the like image of like it was a, a like some like house like pumpkin carved house masterpiece but then it, this one's old so all of the walls are kind of like drooping inwards and getting like miscolored and misshapen like that's just a really cool mm-hmm. image and then, like, the idea of just, like, a new, like, carved pumpkin. That's all, like, how that would be so cute. And also, like, yeah. what if, um, what if they, um, live on, like, a farm? Like, mm-hmm. a pumpkin patch farm, right? And, um, yeah. the, like, old man or old lady that used to pump, that used to carve their pumpkin every year since they were, like, a little girl or something actually died during that time frame. So they, like, go to have the new pumpkin carved and they have to find like the new person that's going to be their person to carve their pumpkins every year what if it was what okay what if we pull a toy story though instead where it's like the person who used to carve their so like say it's it might be it could just be a tiny person which would stick to the prompt best but I think it would be really fun to do like a fairy who visits this person's garden every year in the fall and 
as this person like as this person's grown up every year this person normally makes them a jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. to live in but for whatever reason this year they didn't do one and so now this fairy is like, well, where do I stay for fall? Like, mm-hmm. what about trick or treating? What you know? What about these all these traditions that we used to do? And it could be just that this person, as they grew up, you know, they've started their own family, and they have to worry about getting their kid. You know, they're they're working towards getting their kids to be part of this tradition now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll skip the gap year of like obviously a baby can't carve a pumpkin, but like the kid's like five or something, yeah. right? And so now it's a little bit later this year because the parent is trying to teach the kid how to carve a pumpkin in the first place. And maybe the, the fairy doesn't get to know that cause it's a surprise or something. And so they have to spend, so that part of that conflict is like, okay, well, where do I go now? And then trying to figure out how to move forward, no longer having that tradition anymore with their original person. And then at the end of the story, it's like, Oh, surprise. Like I didn't make one, but yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so Suzanne cute. did. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> well, also like the um, when the, like for the uh, um, because it's a fairy, right? So they would have like magical ability. I also really like the idea of like they like they carve this pumpkin, um, and then like the tradition is that every year they get to see as the like the fairy like casts their like spell on it or something, and it actually like kind of mm. like the outside always looks the same. But then, like, you see, like, the where there's, like, windows, right? They, like, light up. And then if you, like, take the top off and you look inside, it, like, almost becomes, like, a, a truer home. Gotcha, yeah. Like, there's, like, lanterns lit. Or, like, there's, like, little, mm-hmm. like, fairy light bulbs and, like... Um, a little kitchen yeah, and a bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, they kind of, like... So, like, the, the mom t- taught them how to do, like, little, like... like things made out of the scraps or like a pillow made from the pumpkin seed or like um they like brought in like little wood scraps or le- like uh fall leaves and like they made like curtains you know what i mean like like w- things like mm-hmm. that and then the fairy that like, cast a spell on it and actually like kind of like magically comes to life to be this like true home but made out of like all these like little things yeah be so cute and then like that's where the like the the things like you see the light come through the pumpkin Yes. And like, how cool! Oh my god, that'd be so such a cute little like image. Like, like little kid like pulls the mm-hmm. pumpkin top off and is like, oh my god! <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and there's like the little fairy, and they're like, thanks. <laughs> um. Also, I was thinking like during that time of like the conflict. Okay, like what do I do now? Would be fun to like have the fairy like go around trying out like different houses, kind of like Goldilocks, right? Yeah. Um, like they go to like a birdhouse and they like try to utilize a birdhouse, or they go to like a, a different kind of squash and they try to like, you know what I mean? Like, just it'd be fun to have like little different options that they try out, and then finally in the end they're like nothing works, and then they they come back <laughs> to the house, and then that's when the kid is there, and it's like surprise, like this is here's your new house (laughs) yeah (laughs) it could be like they try like a you know the bird's nest like you mentioned Mm -hmm. maybe they try like a squirrel's nest at another point maybe they try like a snail shell or something at another point Mm -hmm. and just like none of these quite fit right and so they're just like sitting in the cold under a damp brown leaf (laughs) trying to figure out what to do next (laughs) 
that's the pumpkin. Uh, that's when the pumpkin yeah. appears. I love that. That's so cute. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful little fall fairy tale story. I love it. Um, it's got so many <laughs> elements of like different things too. Like, um, I'm thinking of like the the um, elves with the shoes, or um, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So they would yeah. they would come and they'd fix the shoes every day or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Every night. Yeah, yeah it was. It's got like an element of that. Yeah the cobbler and something <laughs> or something in the cobbler mm -hmm. i don't remember the name of it but yeah yeah i can't remember the name of it too but yeah there's that one um i like the idea though of like they still try like they i, I like the idea that they try something that's like totally natural to like other animals are utilizing it like maybe they see mm -hmm. an animal utilize like something and they're like okay maybe i can try that because that animal can use it so like maybe i can use it and they try to go to use it mm -hmm. but i also like that they maybe try some like other like man-made things so like an actual like wooden birdhouse or like mm -hmm. you know some other thing a gutter or something yeah yeah and then they get washed down the gutter from the rain or something <laughs> yeah and they're all sad Aww. at the bottom that's that's the very last one they just kind of like hang out in the gutter for a second and yeah. then because it has like maybe it's one of those gutters that my like my brother has where it has like a cover over the top of it um to keep like leaves and or it could out. even be at like the tail end of the gutter you know like with the itsy bitsy spider when the water spouts like it's at the bottom of the spout of the gutter yeah <laughs> and just kind of sitting there sadly looking upon the backyard yeah looking at and then looking at all like the the garden patch of just pumpkins everywhere just really sad mm -hmm. and then they get washed down the drain and then they just sit there and then they just pull a leaf over the top of them and they're just <laughs> or it's even just like a leaf has just slapped itself onto this fairy so it's just like it didn't even want to be covered in this wet dank brown leaf but here it is soaking wet with a wet leaf and it's just the more the worst day ever <laughs> And then maybe in between these shots of, like, the fairy trying to find a new pumpkin home, we can kind of slowly have scenes, like, either in between or, mm -hmm. like, in the background of, like, the parents slowly getting the pumpkin out. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, this little kid as well. And, like, we can slowly introduce, like, oh, well, don't get too sad. Look what's going on in this background here. You know, mm -hmm. there's something there's something afoot. Yeah, um, that's so cute. We should just like well, fully create this uh, uh kids <laughs> book. I would be down. We could do that. Um, what if we do that? We could do that this month or next month. Nana Remo, you know, National Novel for November. We could do that and make this our project next month. And wait, what? Sorry? Like actually write it. Oh, I was saying like we could like actually write it out and make it and It'd be make fun it a project. To, yeah, I, and I was thinking like I mean during the month of October like as a theme, you know, it could be really cool. Yeah. Oh, because it is like October is definitely like the the month where a lot of artsy theme challenges happen. Yeah. Um, but also November is National Novel Writing Month, so that might be kind of a nice tie into that as well. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ooh. November, I, I might give myself a specific challenge. Not to finish a novel, because that's ridiculous, but maybe, like, to write a, two chapters <laughs> of some of, one of my ideas or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh, that would be cool, though. No, I think that, I mean, we've had, obviously, like, talked about doing multiple projects together, but, I mean, a kid's book would be a really good, other than, yeah. I mean, obviously, this podcast was really our starting point, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, a good, like, launch from that would be, like, <laughs> an actual, um, putting together a, a, a kid's story. That would be really cool. Oh, a kid's book. Yeah. Oh, and then I could share it with. Yep. <laughs> and that's the book you share with your children. <laughs> no others. It's only this October fairy. Dang it. They only get to read this book once a year, and it's for the month of October. And that's it. They read it every night. By the end of the month, they're just like, Mom, I don't want to read it. <laughs> this is the only book you get for the whole year. <laughs> they're like, they're like 17. They're like, Mom. <laughs> no, you know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I like write like a note to the school must be exempt from all other reading materials. <laughs> That's the only reason they like it. They're like, yes, <laughs> this is our religion. <laughs> Please don't make my child literate. <laughs> hey, fuck off. Well-informed. During the month of October. Please kindly fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking to make a well-rounded human being here. I want them to know that their mother was amazing and that's all they need to know. <laughs> and they made this one book and that's it. <laughs> and, and it's like, and then they see the book and it's like, just like paper. Like, it's not even like a true like book. <laughs> it's like stapled together. <laughs> Written in pen, like Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have a coughing fit and die. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh my god. I have um a good plug for ya. Yeah. Um, one of my friends helps illustrate a series of children's books. They're, it's the Land of series, and they, like, walk through just kind of life lessons. So, like, um, dealing with some, like, anxiety or, mm. um, you know, just kind of these emotion, like, mental life lessons. Really but, yeah, cool. they just kind of have this world that they've built that kind of you follow these characters through these like real like life problems and they kind of navigate through those and it's pretty cool i've been meaning to buy some of my i've been meaning to buy some as well but i just haven't done it because i'm a horrible friend but i'm plugging in the podcast so that makes up for it i think that that makes up wow yeah beautiful <laughs> yeah he does some really got he does really great work for these books and that's just i uh, mean that is gorgeous wow that is so cool that's fucking impressive dude yeah he does a great job with them so our fairy you called her like the fall fairy or like the october fairy be really cute to like to design her and like what her actual like purpose is or like yeah her like what what is a fall fairy's job like why do they exist Mm -hmm. to and like what does taking care of it because like i think that's 
yeah what is that what is this relationship that they have besides just a cute relationship that every child wants to have with a fairy yeah. you know like what is the actual relationship that they have aside from that and what do they benefit from each other because clearly the fairy benefits from having a house being made for them every fall while they do their duties yeah. well what are, what are their duties what are their responsibilities and why is it important that they go to this location um i think are all really good questions well and then maybe that's um, why it's a farm because then maybe that's how they benefit is that like they get like prosperous crops every year or like yeah their farm does really well like that's why they have the best pumpkin patch every year or something you know could be um maybe like they come in because it could be like maybe the fairy gives the farm that one last final push of growth you know maybe that before the fairy comes in yeah it's doing okay but then when it gets here the pumpkins just get that much bigger or something you know or um it helps clean the farm or something yeah. in exchange and so it helps maintain maybe it helps with some of the chores or something around the around the property i don't know i would have to do more research i think yeah because like i know that there's like legends of course and like myths of course of like what fairies or like what their magical abilities actually like can encompass but yeah it would be really interesting to like know more specifically maybe what would be kind of interesting is because you know how um when you just visit a place sometimes there's just this there's this charm to it there's something really special about you know this place that you visit so on occasion it doesn't happen everywhere obviously otherwise it wouldn't be special mm -hmm. but um you just there's something really unique about this that the ambience of of this location that you visited and maybe that's part of what the fairy does is before going before it gets there and before it charms the pumpkin into being its house um it's kind of just a whatever you see it on the side of the road it looks like every other farm but then when the fairy comes in the colors really start to pop and there's really just this liveliness now to the place that's more energetic and exciting and fun and just kind of visually there's some sort of weird change that doesn't that maybe in the book is really pushed and you can exaggerate that but maybe in like real life you wouldn't notice it as much but you can feel right. it kind yeah of so it's like it'd be like it's a little bit more of like a subtle magic so it's not like because i mean like realistically if somebody's farm just went from being like okay to like suddenly they have these giant pumpkins everywhere people would be like what the fuck <laughs> what is happening here oh my gosh that reminds me though so <laughs> my partner's parents got tomatoes from one of the people in town mm -hmm. and he grows these ginormous tomatoes awesome. and so they're like let's get some of this guy's plants well what they found out is this guy was literally dipping these plants into miracle grow like daily or something like to an extreme amount that you really shouldn't be you shouldn't be dipping your whole plant into miracle grow anyway yeah but he did it on such a regular basis that they just became super huge and beefy <laughs> is that it was not a healthy plant I was actually gonna say, like is that okay <laughs> to digest it's it's i don't think it contributes well to your plant health um <laughs> but it's i think otherwise okay just don't eat it right after you've dipped it you know definitely right. wash it i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know these things <laughs> That's so funny. 
I mean, that's been like the, the fastest brainstorming of a story that we have ever done. But I think the payoff yeah. is that it sounds like a really fun thing. Like it's going to be a really fun project. And I love the idea of like actually putting it together. And yeah. to be fair, like we can have a goal to have that done throughout the month of October. But if you think about it, if we're really working towards getting like a final product, that's going to take more than just a month. So it yes. might run into But November. I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking we could at, very, at the very least have a, a draft written up, yeah. uh, mostly finalized and done, and then I can get thumbnails of the pages done, and we can kind of figure out how that will work. Um, and we can do some research as to, like, okay, if we're writing a children's book, what age gap are we trying to hit mm -hmm. at, and what would be most appropriate for this story? You know, what age group is going to appreciate this story the most? And then how do we make sure that we cater this appropriately yeah and we can tackle it that way and see how that goes yeah absolutely um yeah i think that i'm be, i'm be, yeah. i'm really excited about the idea of doing this because i mean <laughs> to actually finish a book would be really that's one benefit to i think writing a, a child story not that it's going to be like the easiest thing in the world because it won't be but it is much shorter than most things yes <laughs> um, so to be like i finished a book it's like possible yeah because it is shorter and it doesn't feel so like mm -hmm. it's not as daunting yeah. and this this while it is a children's story and i definitely believe that children's stories can hit those heavy notes this is one of those lighter books mm -hmm. where it's not going to have those really heavy hitting life lesson kind of things it's just a story for story's sake yeah and i think that can be to our advantage yeah as absolutely well. i mean i think that there is a there's definitely some life lessons in there that we can absolutely like try to highlight um, in some way of like the like don't give up or like the, I mean there's some stuff there there's definitely some depth there but yeah for the most part mm -hmm. it's much more like this is just a there's not toy. like a double betrayal backstabbing <laughs> yeah. love triangle like situation exactly. so exactly. Um, yeah <laughs> um, but the shorter page limit there's also a word count that you have to hit the range for and that's typically I if I remember correctly around 800 to 1000 words for a children's book if I remember correctly I could be wrong um, so it's going to be important to use our words very concisely I mean like I, that's yeah. one thing I do enjoy about um, children's book because the, the language is always very specific and pointed um, mm -hmm. but like also simple because it has to be simple yeah. enough to like register with a, the kid the age group that you're like gearing towards but it's always very like yeah a specific use of the words and like mm -hmm. to you can't exactly use the word herbivore and not explain it in the book yeah exactly um, so <laughs> <laughs> um also i was thinking because you mentioned like the farm would like have like more color and like just kind of have more of like a feeling like a little bit more of a magical like look but like it's a subtle i also really like the the image that i had of like like as the fairy is like moving around like everything around her or him in that like space of them or in their trail kind of like um uh fern goalie when they fly around like the plants uh always kind of like move towards them and like kind of whenever they're in the space of it it gets like a little bit fuller mm -hmm. and bigger but then like just in their space that they're in and then it kind of like fades away again it's like so pretty i, I think love that image. <laughs> i think that would be great but only if the fairy is happy 
Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, so it's like kind of always playing off of their emotions. Yeah. Uh, and then it's so almost like... while it's sad and at the farm, everything's really drab and muted and yeah. gray, and it looks like it's just in the middle of a cloudy day with a drizzle kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But then when it gets the pumpkin, it's a nice sunny day with lovely colors. Everything's got this lovely pop to it, and there's these beautiful oranges and reds. Yes. And I mean brown because it's fall, but yeah. oranges and reds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and of course I just love. Oh my God, fall is my favorite, my all-time favorite, and I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> but I think we did it. Well, I think that if uh... you <laughs> listener have any ideas, feel free to suggest. You can hit us up on Instagram at the Secret Life of Stories. Feel free to slide into the DMs with suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, <laughs> really slide in. You there. See what I did there? Yeah, I do see what you did there. Um. Also, if you want to write in any suggestions or anything, you can also utilize um, my website um, for my blog at Wix, um, which is also under Secret Life of Stories. And um, I think that's it for today's episode. So thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Bye.